Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Collaborative Voices from Community Networks Aotearoa. Conversations and interviews on all kinds of subjects of interest to the community and voluntary sector. Listen up for Collaborative Voices from Wellington Access Radio. and welcome to Collaborative Voices. My name's Ros Rice and today I'm very happy to be introducing to you Community Network Aotearoa's new chairperson for the next couple of years, the fabulous Holly Snape. Welcome Hello, Holly. <laughs> great to be here to have a conversation with you and I, and I must say thrilled also to be in such an auspicious position. Um, oh, as, you won't be so thrilled chair. after a while. <laughs> wow. I've seen it, I've seen it. I've seen as vice chair for a while, and, and I'm, I'm always just so proud of the amazing work that CNA have been doing. So, oh, thank to be you. perfectly honest, it just it feels like an absolute thrill to to be a part of you know an organisation that's just at the cutting edge. It's exciting <laughs> stuff. Ooh, thank you very much, Holly. <laughs> thank you. Um, we're here today to talk about your organisation. So, Holly is the CEO of Community Waikato, based in Hamilton. Um, Holly, your organization's quite large, isn't it? You've got quite a lot of staff. Oh, probably comparatively, Roz. Mm. You know, um, I think we're small fish um in the in the biggest scale of things, but we do have 10 staff, um, which is is more than certainly CNA. Um, so I think we're <laughs> very, very fortunate. We're fortunate for all those people. But um, yes, it's it's a good sized team, I think, to be working with, but we also cover a big area, not quite as big as you guys. Um, but we 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 go right up to Port Waikato over to both um you know both sides of the country so up through the Coromandel over the other side to Raglan Kafia and then we go down as far as Tomaranui so it is it is a big area that we mm. cover um and our team travel around that area meeting with um organizations to help them with their capacity and capability strengthening yeah they Community Waikato is a leader in so many things and you've got a lot to be proud of and your team's fantastic. We we love them all. I'm really looking forward to coming up there. So perhaps we could start about why am I flying up to Hamilton to ah. meet meet up there. So it's it's to do with the Northern Capacity Builders Meeting. Do you want to talk about what that is and who's in it? And oh, absolutely. Um, and it's a few years ago now. It was, it was pre-COVID. Um, you know, PC, wow. <laughs> yeah, before, the, before the pandemic, we probably about two years before, I think, we established the first um, capacity builders network um, focusing on organisations that do this sort of work in the, in the North Island and um, invited them to come and have a conversation about some of the things that we're seeing in our own communities, um, about sharing some of the projects that we're running and really about sharing, I think, some of the some of the skills, the intellectual property, just it's about growing and establishing um, a, a network of um, people working in a similar space so that we can leverage each other's skills and knowledge. So um, it was amazing to have you there as an umbrella organisation. Mm, we've tried you know, to be there every chance we could yeah. get. 
It's been fantastic. And and we've had, uh, well, we've got people coming from Auckland, um, ANCAD and, and Waitakere over the Bay of Plenty. And, and Liz, of course, um, also sits on Social the CNA board. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's been great. Down to Taupo with um, with the Taupo Kos. And, you know, they, they're doing some really interesting work mm-hmm. down that end mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it's a, it's a bit of a collective of quite different organisations, but all with a similar sort of goal um, and, and and intention in their community. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, one of our capacity builders meeting, going back a, a year or two, you know, is where we birthed the idea of the banking issue and CNA very kindly put their hand up to say, we'll we'll lead this, we'll champion this project. And it needed to come from, I think, a, a national-based um, organisation to be able to have the credibility and get the traction around the country. Mm. So, um, so I think that this is a really special place to to gather and to to share you know and from that I mean something as great as that banking project has come out so yeah so I think it's a really cool it's a a really great little um initiative that we've got running yep so I'm flying up next month to spend a day with our our membership from the north and um I just want to say that as far as the banking project goes which we're probably not going to talk about much here but if you know anything about what we're up to um, our initial supporters were all the members of the Northern um, Capacity Builders Network and yeah. um, they are the ones who put their names behind the work that we've been doing on that so really grateful that they supported us in that work and it's gone a long way I tell you now watch out because a lot of you're going to hear a lot quite soon about what <laughs> We've found out about what banking's like for NGOs. And I'm telling you now, it isn't fun. But anyway, moving right along, what's Community Waikato up to these days? What's your main projects? Um, you know, well, we've, we've always got bits and pieces on. And if I just quickly reflect backwards, we we had the conference last year, which is always um, a really exciting piece of work that we do, an opportunity to pull people together. Um, and looking forward, we only do them every two years. You know, you know as well as I do, Roz, there are a lot of work to pull together. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> In the off year, we're looking at, at doing um, perhaps a smaller kind of one-day networking gathering. Um, and we're we're looking actually a bit of a cross-sector um, possibility, partnering with some of our local other capacity builders, like in the creative sector, the sports sector, the environmental sector, potentially, um, you know, and, and seeing if we can pull together people from all of these sectors together to cross-pollinate a little bit, to find um, solutions perhaps a little bit outside of their own box thinking. <laughs> so mm. I think that that's, um, that's potentially going to be a really exciting project, but it's still very much in its infancy. Um, another thing, we've actually got a we've got a meeting coming up in a week or two about um, co-designing um, in HR, a solution for the HR problems that the community and social service sector are having. So, I mean, can I you don't explain know, what those yeah. problems are? So I'm not sure if, if this is um, consistent across uh, the country, but certainly in um, in the Waikato, we've really, as a capacity builder, getting called into organisations to help resolve issues. We're seeing a lot in the way of tensions and conflicts in organisations, either between governance members, sometimes between governance and management, sometimes between management and staff. But, you know, in any kind of iteration, um, these become 
HR problems when they're not managed in the ah, first instance. They all need to do our governance course. Yeah, that would certainly be helpful, absolutely. <laughs> um, but but what becomes difficult is, you know, if, if you're having issues with someone you're employed, whether that you're, mm. a, you're a governor and you're employing your, your manager or CEO, or if it's the manager employing staff, and if they aren't managed well initially, it, it has become problematic. Out of control. It really does. Mm. And of course, we, we operate on such a smell of an oily rag that actually any kind of um, legal process that may ensue actually runs the risk of bankrupting organisations. Yes. You know, it's really problematic. So we're looking at pulling together a collective of interested stakeholders to have a conversation about what does what does a solution look like um how do we support ngos um a at the top of the cliff before issues arise or b when issues have arisen how do we make sure they have access to quality information and support so we're pulling together people from a legal background people from hr our funders so they're a part of these conversations um people with experience um working in ngos people who have had experiences with um going through employment dispute situations um it's people from big organizations and from small it's a really quite large group um but we're trying to get very broad representation so we have lots of different types of thinking in the room about what a potential solution might look like or multiple solutions. What, you know, what do we put together that could potentially provide support? We don't want to preempt it by saying, oh, we need to do this, we should be doing that. We want to look at where are the where are the possible solutions and, and how can we be a part of um, strengthening that or facilitating that across the sector? Mm. So we're not sure what it will end up looking like, Ros. It could be, we have no idea what, what they will co-design um, from those conversations, but we think the co- that this needs to happen. We know it's a problem. Um, I might be able to help contribute to something to that because back in about 2007, 2008, the New Zealand Council of Social Services, which we used to be, was in a collaborative group that did work on good employment in the sector. And um, Mm. they also worked with the Labour um, Department's mediation group and a union as well. So uh, I might be able to dig out some of the stuff that came up in those days. Of course, since then, and we had a big resource kit that we sent out to people, but since then, labour laws have changed a lot. So They have changed, but I think very often it's the underlying principles, isn't it? Yep, it's about treating people well and... That's exactly right. And with respect and and all of that. We also have, um, you know, there are a number of organisations that profit from from taking people through a process, regardless of whether or not there's a case (laughs) to be made. Um, Yes, and and how do you keep away from that? That's right. Yeah, make yeah. it worse rather than better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so so I think that's an exciting project we've got coming up. We'll watch this space. Not sure what it will look like yet, the outcomes, but be really keen to update you once we once cool. we hear. Oh, let's um, do that. Um, and, and, you, you go. Sorry, Ros. Well, I was just going to say, perhaps we could take a break at this point and listen to some music, uh, just to give everybody's brain a wee bit of a break as well, and um, come back and dis- discuss some of the other things that you've got going on because you've got a bunch. And yes. um, all right, so let's just take a break now and listen to what you've chosen. Da 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 da
and welcome back. We are listening to, or you're listening to, Collaborative Voices from Community Networks Aotearoa. And today it's our great pleasure to be talking to Holly Snape, who's not only our new chairperson at CNA, but is also the CEO of an incredible network um, membership of ours called um, Community Waikato. So welcome back. Thanks for the music, Holly. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for playing it, Roz. No worries. Now, let's talk about some of the other things that are going on at uh, Community Waikato. You're just talking um, about the HR project, but it's not the only thing. No, another thing that we're looking to establish this year is is a board chair network. So you you know, Roz, and and we've been a part of, um, you know, of building of trying to build better governance. Um, We've got that great tick for governance project through CNA, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, And at Community Waikato, we also do one-on-one training with governors. Um, But what we're finding is a number of people new to the position of board chair and not necessarily having a lot of confidence in managing, I suppose, some of the harder conversations that come up, um, what to do when things get um, problematic around the board table, but also um, uh, what what that genuine role is. It's not about leading um, all the conversations, but allowing space for all the voices, you know, just all these sorts of things. Um, so we're looking to establish a, a board chair network to create a little bit of a fraternity as well around um, the board chair space. So that's, that's an exciting project being led by one of my team, um, uh, Roseanne, who's our newest team member. She's been there two years now, so she's not new at all. She's, <laughs> she's got her L plates off now, so... <laughs> But it's been something that's been floating around with us for a little while, and and you know the the importance of uh, of getting the right um, skill set in a board chair. I mean, it can just make or break um, leadership in an organisation. No, eh? it surely can. We've seen it so often, yeah, and we're still yeah. seeing it. We're seeing it oh. in membership groups around the country at the moment, where and, and groups I'm... that were really thriving have suddenly yes. collapsed on themselves due to internal issues yes. with board chairs and the rest of the board so yeah absolutely and, and often it, if, yeah there, there might be a big internal issue and if you've got a, a board chair with the right knowledge and skills they can lead the organization through that difficulty because mm. difficulties will arise I, I think um you know the, the reality is um board chairs good chairing is you're not necessarily born into it It, it's something that you can learn (laughs) and I think what we often do is just someone's been around for a while and they get promoted to that space Um, perhaps that's what happened to me Roz I just didn't leave yeah that was (laughs) it we had our eye on you we wouldn't let you go But I think that it's it's worth investing in board chairs because yeah. you do grow in those skills um, and that knowledge and that confidence, and that's what we really want to invest in. Um, you know, and across the Waikato region is is just growing that because, you know, um, that not only has that immediate impact for the organisation that they're involved with, often those people will go on to be involved in other organisations as well. So that's hugely beneficial, and they but can carry the skills they've learned. That's right. They will. They'll carry it into their own jobs, into their homes, you know, all those other spaces too. And, yep. and we see real value in that. Yeah. So yep. that's an exciting one. What about uh, the Kai conversations? Yeah, that's interesting. This is, and again, I'm not sure if this is reflective across um, the country, but certainly in our region, um, food security is an ongoing issue all the time. And, and mm. obviously recent events as well with one of our biggest food baskets, baskets being so terribly impacted by um, flooding. 
you know, that will have a flow-on effect to food as well. And we found the Auckland floods um, resulted in a diversion of some of our food that would have gone to our um, emergency food spaces. So so we saw um, a decrease in the amount of food and certainly don't begrudge um, Auckland at that time having access to that food that was really necessary. But it highlights to us um, that there are issues in our system and our food security um, and equitable access to food, you know, across. Mm-hmm the region uh, and when I say Kai conversations these aren't just us this has been led by lots of different organizations so I'm involved in an organization community Waikato actually um, established at the beginning of COVID um, called the Kai Collective um, that brings together food providers um, largely in Hamilton City uh, so we're having conversations and that is now being run by um Hamilton City Council, which is fantastic. They've taken over the leadership and are driving that in conjunction oh, with cool. others in the food space. So that's brilliant. That's so great. we're going to lead a strategy conversation there soon about, um, you know, what is it this group can do and, and um, what is it we want to be over the next year or two? How do we resolve some of those bigger issues like food at Christmas when all our providers actually shut down? Like how do we how do we um, change the system so that we're able to meet, meet need um, across the year and but also make sure that everybody working in the system gets a break? Um, I've just been involved in a conversation that was being run by the uh, Waikato Wellbeing Plan. This is a um, an umbrella organisation that um, is seeking to shift the dial in a number of wellbeing areas, and so they they recently just wanted to have a conversation about food systems and um, how we might, what we might do to make food um, more accessible for everybody. So that was a big high level conversation um, that needs to, and it it was great because, you know, we had community NGOs there, we had funders there, but we also had city planners there, you know, local territorial authorities who actually, you know, these are some of the people that can have quite, make quite tangible decisions that impact stuff like this release of land, for example, you know, for for food growing and and the likes, Um, how it is that they plan urban areas and ensure that there's green spaces for people to be able to grow foods or plant fruit trees around in public spaces and you know all of these kinds of things and we want that next conversation to involve some of our biggest um, food providers you know in in Hamilton City we have the ginormous Fonterra sitting right there one of the biggest you know food entities um, in New Zealand and and absolutely needs to be part of the conversation so um so that's going to be really interesting because this right. is about how we really impact um, those systems that enable um, food security across across the region and, and potentially across the country. And we've got another one um, we're about to facilitate up in the Waikato, and that is about just connecting providers of food um, in one of our um districts to make sure that um, we're not getting duplication, to ensure that that they're working well together, um, to ensure that any gaps in food provision are being identified so people aren't falling through spaces. Um, basically just to, to um, connect the system a little bit better in that sort of food rescue and food distribution, emergency distribution space. So oh. 
there are lots of conversations going on. Well, <laughs> what I'd like to do is actually um, perhaps interview you about all this for one of our newsletters because it sounds such a mm. great thing. And I'm sure that lots of our other members would be interested in what you're doing. I mean, it could be something that could be replicated in different places through the country. Uh, absolutely. And it so, might even be worth bringing the Waikato plan on board for a, you yeah. know, a contribution to that because they, they're leading um, that, that higher level conversation that I think is so fundamental um, in order for us to get um, genuine systemic change. Okay. So, so, yeah. so I'm going to say watch the space yeah. and um, uh, watch out for our newsletter for some of the interviews that we're going to be having. And one will be with Holly about this. And um, if you don't know how to get our newsletter, you just go on to our website and uh, you will find a place where you can sign up for our newsletters. And the website is communitynetworksaotearoa.org.nz. Now we've got a few minutes left for a short discussion. So... Oh, do you want to hear a bit about... Which one? Like internally, as an organisation, we, we, yes. were, we were talking recently actually about the importance of... Um, of growing your internal capacity, of taking care of what's happening in your organisation so you yes. can continue to provide services. So there are very, I'm going to very quickly smash out three. Health and safety. Um, we're actually, we've done a full review of our health and safety plan. The next thing we're picking up is our fire and um, our fire training. We've actually got people coming in. We're going to light a fire outside. And <laughs> outside and every staff member is going to have an opportunity to put that out with um Fantastic. with with a you know um fire extinguisher and it's about having a chance to really practice doing something that would be quite terrifying in the moment and especially if you've never tried it but we're also going to have evacuation plans we're going to practice it like all of that kind of stuff moving so on starting um, <laughs> we're looking at our carbon footprint and we're working with go eco to think about how we might do things better um in terms of of yeah our driving our connecting with others and just making sure we look after the planet very important in the quite climate crisis issues we're having at the moment and finally our well-being strategy it's been embedded for a year we're about to review that I'm going to be talking to all of the staff about how it's helped and then we'll be looking at how do we traction this for the future and, and make even more progress that's fantastic what a great way to finish off Holly thank you so much for coming on we must get you on again because it'd be great to get um, uh, some updates on some of these projects and there's projects that we haven't even talked about so um, that's fantastic so we've been talking to Holly Snape the CEO of Community Waikato and the chairperson of CNA Holly um, I hope it's not wet up there for you bad at the moment it'll come in <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking to you soon and you've been listening to collaborative voices that program was brought to you by wellington access radio get your voice heard thanks new zealand on air for funding accessmedia.nz